certainly say I don't have a clue, but I can make some guesses. What one piece of wisdom do you think it is important to give to people now to help them make it through the pandemic? These are terrible questions, by the way. Welcome back to the World After COVID mini-series of the On Wisdom podcast with Charles Cassidy and Nigo Crossman. Over the next 20 minutes, you'll be hearing insights and forecasts from some of the world's leading thinkers on what our post-pandemic world may look like, for good and for bad, and what kinds of wisdom may best help us navigate this new world ahead. Welcome back. Nice to see you again, Igor. Uh, you've, you've had a busy week. You've been pretty intense. How are you doing? I am good. Let, let me get my glass of wine because, you know, it's, it's a busy week. End of the year. Pandemic is happening, right? It's cold God, outside. Me, I'm, here. I'm like the professional. I'm here with a chilled glass of water. And, you know, I should be cracking open a bottle of Christmas wine. Um, Mr. Trick there. Eagle. Christmas wine. Okay. Yeah. I, I want to talk about this question. We're talking about, it's kind of super pressing because this is about what wisdom is actually going to be helpful during the pandemic. This whole project is kind of largely forecasting, but this is a little different. This is about something useful for right now, please. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got a couple of quotes. I'm just going to play one and then we can talk about it. Sounds good. I think it is important for us to stop and we think about what we have defined as normal life, as very normal or not. Was it normal to commute more than one hour a day? Or was it normal not to talk to your family members because you were so busy? Or was it normal to fly frequently to other areas in the busy schedule? Or was it normal to make a lot of consumption in a daily basis? I think this situation, we have to think about what is our individual happiness and what is our societal happiness. The recently, I think, before coronavirus pandemic, we define some normal life as either like a lots of consumption, lots of you know mobility and busy life as we defined as normal. But maybe I think it's kind of too much for us too. And also, we have to think about the good balance between individual level happiness and then also societal happiness, which can construct each other. Okay. Who are we wow. listening to? I mean, it's a bit heavy stuff, right? It's, it's intense. Um, but I it's like heavy it. stuff, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, and uh, certainly on people's minds. Uh, so this is interesting because uh, until today, <laughs> I thought I knew this person. Okay. 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 Uh, this is Yukiko Ushida. Uh, she is a very famous professor from uh, Kyoto University in Japan and a dear friend of mine. We shared one of her supervisors was one of the people I worked with in graduate school, Shinobu okay. Kayama. Okay. And, um, well, the interesting thing, what I want to say is that uh, Yukiko, uh, I thought I knew her. And I had to email her address uh, again because we had the massive Gmail outage today, and I was emailing her today. And then when I put in Yukiko Ushida in uh, my uh, search, uh, what came out on Wikipedia, and you, it's, this is true stuff, so you can okay. look it up, is we'll professional, national, prof former professional volleyball player. What? And we're talking about national level Olympics. Yeah, and apparently you've known she her before all this her time, career. and she never mentioned it. Well, I, you know, I never 
people don't know that I used to dance, you know, like, but I was not, not like national level uh, <laughs> Olympics team in Japan. Anyway, so this is Yukiko Ushida, and she's a well-being researcher, cross-cultural psychologist, emotion researcher. Okay. And um, this is from July, just giving some time context. That's right. This is from July, early July. Yeah. Um, so already things are moving along rapidly, but I, I kind of this jumped out at me just because... I thought about, you know, when you're younger, you, yeah, the idea of traveling, you go to other countries because you get to see a culture from the outside. And, and what this quote made me think of is we're getting a chance to see our own culture from the outside, you know, because everything's stopped. You, you get That's a chance right. to look back at how things work. And she's like just listing like this, all these components that we consider just normal. And, and when she reads them out, you're like, yeah, that does sound pretty nuts. So, I just liked that idea that this is almost like being a foreigner in your own culture. Interesting. But so what is it for you that you think, uh, is it the flying back and forth, London, Portland? <sighs> um, it, it wasn't the specifics. It was just the concept that it was the an oppo the okay. opportunity to see what you think of as normal with, with fresh eyes. But I also wonder how... You know, because this comes up quite a bit, actually, in these interviews, like, you know, we should right. rethink things. I don't know how movable people are, like, unless there's huge structural changes put imposed on people. I imagine when things open up, there'll be a gravity towards just doing what you've already done. I don't, I don't know how movable these normal, these normal modes are. Yeah, it's, it's a good question. I think without the will... And mm. the structural changes. Because look, I, I'm much more pragmatic about this type of stuff. We can have all these ambitions and ideas mm. and mm. goals. And I think, yeah, we'll do things differently next time for mm. sure. Mm. We have this great reset or whatever you want to call it. Let's mm. not go into the conspiracies about the great reset. I have no <laughs> idea what that Deep means, state. actually. Yeah. <laughs> if somebody has to tell me what is great reset. Please, if you know what it is, I'll send us an email. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but, but please uh, use my fake account so that I don't... <laughs> Anyways, but um, without the structural changes, without the will to change the society so that you don't have to fly around the world for conferences, that you don't have to attend, so that the incentives would not be such that you kind of need to do it, mm. I don't see much hope for a change. You know, there were some other people, in, in fact, including uh, Shinobu Kitayama, whom I just mentioned, Mm. Uh, where when he uh, was asked about what do you think will happen, his first thing is nothing will happen. It will be exactly <laughs> like it was before, because that's how it happened during the Spanish flu. Yeah. The world just returned to where it was before. So unless there is a will to change, not just from the individuals, but also from the institutions, mm. from the government, from the policymakers, I don't think this, anything will happen. Even though... Um, this kind of consideration about like reflection of what's important in your life and how we can like reevaluate our priorities has been the most one of the top six categories mm. in response to this question about what mm. kind of wisdom do we need now? Yeah, I mean, even when you say will, I'm not sure if I know what that means. Like people can have the best will in the world, but if there's not, if it's not made easier to do something different. I don't. That's right. Exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, like the will is like the mo you may be motivated as a person, but yeah. then you have to do your work. And if your work requires you to do X, then. But, but I think there is change, right? Like we did experience already a little bit of that. Uh, who knows if we'll just go back to normal and then, you know, Zoom is like going through the roof. 
we are recording part of this on Zoom. Other platforms like that, WebEx, uh, Teams on Microsoft and so on, uh, getting more and more customers. But whether they will be able to keep the customers after the pandemic is always an open question. It is. Um, whether will people just return to you know the usual things and the, all the perks that are associated with it. I'm going to switch to my second quote of, of the episode. Sounds good. You know, so for me, it has returned me to this more local, simple life of walking with friends and family and cooking more together and sharing sort of sources of entertainment that can and understanding and, and get back to what's most local. And, and we do that by just asking yourself, you know, what are the moments that really meant something to me where I teared up or I felt uplifted and then to use those as lessons for, for more wisdom. Oh, love it. that. That person who will find out shortly who that is has a really nice voice. It's super soothing and reassuring. It's a nice voice indeed. Yeah. yeah. And he knows how to talk. Yeah. That's, yeah, he does. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, who is it? So this is Dr. Keltner. It's another famous uh, emotion researcher. So you picked emotion researchers, which is fascinating. Interesting. Yeah. I, actually, yeah. I, that was not on purpose. I'm just an emotional guy. Not on purpose. Yeah. yeah. So the, he's a professor at Berkeley, uh, UC Berkeley in California. and um, former Former podcast guest, I believe. Former podcast guest. And another interesting thing about uh, Dhaka is that he almost became a screenwriter. I think like once when he was in grad school, he and his buddy stopped by to give Tom Cruise a script or something like that. Oh. So like that level of writing. I would like um, to see that film. Yeah, I wonder what that script was about. <laughs> I should ask Dhaka about that. <laughs> it's an interesting uh, connection between what we just discussed about what's important and living in the moment. Mm. This quote is about living in the moment, focusing on the present. Yeah, and I think um, one thing that I, when I heard uh, this quote again, listened to it, I thought about that it also intersects with another theme, uh, namely the theme of gratitude that a lot of people reported experiencing. So not just gratitude mm. for who you are, but also for what you have, an appreciation of, mm. of the local environments. Yeah, I mean. I I, one of the things that a couple of things uh, resonated with me here. One was this idea of like living the local life because a lot of the interviews I've looked at, um, a lot of the conversations I've had, people have said, it's amazing. You can now like, you know, you can have a conversation with someone from Moscow and Madrid all at the same time. And it's we're not trapped by our, our mere fleshy muscular bodies. We could be anywhere now. And then this is the other way of looking at it. This is like saying, just forget all that. Like, you could take this opportunity not to become less physical, but to sort of just focus on the immediate space around you. And there's this real pull to do the opposite, to like escape from the space. And he's like saying, no, 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 don't, don't do that. Just like you're in this space, just be in this space. And, and that, that was quite contrasting to a lot of what I'd heard. That's right. And I think we have to be mindful though. So one thing that we didn't say is again, actually recorded around the same time. Yeah, July. virtually on the same day, mm. uh, the beginning of July. And we have to be mindful where people were at the beginning of July, both in Japan and particularly in North America. Mm, this was true. the time when some states were kind of coming out of lockdowns or, well, I guess there was not really any real lockdown imposed by the government in the United States, mm -hmm. but certainly locally, 
there were lockdowns. And so this kind of appreciation of the local mm. is probably something that emerged much more in the summer. <laughs> and, uh, you know, then you go into lockdown. It's yeah. like, yeah, I guess there's only that much you can do. I want to hear some of your quotes. Let's hear. There are elements that you do have control over. There is certainty in your own small circle. So instead of uh, a certainty about a vacation, which may or may not happen in three months, or what Christmas this year looks like, or whatever the December holidays are, those plans may change. But what can you predict? And what do you have certainty over? You can start creating small little traditions within your closest family circle and say, next month, we're going to have game night for three nights. Or next month, I'm going to start the outline of the book that I'm going to write. Things that you do have control over, that's where you're going to have to start thinking about that's where my certainty comes from. And there are elements of my life and the world that are going to be a bit more uncertain right now. And that ability to get used to uncertainty is very difficult. So you have to give yourself a little bit of self-compassion and your family members and your friends who are all struggling with this same problem. There are some people who really value certainty and some people who are more comfortable with uncertainty. And we have to also recognize that individual difference among the people we love. I recognize that voice. Who is that, Charles? I can tell you who that is because is another former podcast guest have you just been like uh, just going down the list of the podcast <laughs> guess that's wendy berry mendes yeah we uh, didn't get far from uh, berkeley we are now in san francisco and wendy is a professor of emotions at uh, uc san francisco so hey yeah, so you're yeah. going for emotion professors as well yeah yeah well i mean she's also she's many things uh, not just emotions also psychophysiology and i i think it's very different though. what she's talking about is uh, the sense of control and the ability to sort of establish certainty in a rather uncertain environment which for many people is probably really important uh, for clinical reasons because it's all like we talked about about the uncertainty in the last podcast already uh, but here she also talks about uh, focusing on your connections mm. and like uh, uh, how you can establish connections even in the time when you have to keep social distance mm -hmm. and where you can still schedule meetings, virtual cookings, uh, like where you cook with your family somewhere far away and you follow the same recipe or mm. game oh, nights yeah. or yeah. stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. I, later in the interview or earlier, I'm not sure, she also talks about... Um, because I was I was talking to Amy about this, the you know not being able to hug friends and how she her friends right. do they uh, when they meet they stay socially distanced and they hug themselves. And I was telling right. that to Amy, and she was like, "No, nah, I'm not going to do that. I'd feel too silly to do that." But I, it's you know I guess gestures and traditions change. Is that something you can see catching on? I don't know. Like well. I don't think it will catch. I mean, I think people will get back to hugging friends, uh, probably. It depends on how long the pandemic will last. Let's yeah. put it this way, right? But, Quite like uh, the, imagine, the imagination of it, at least. You know, so rethinking something as fundamental as a hug. That's quite Quite that's right. El, uh, so el elbow greetings, those may stay for a while. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, because often when you like... You might not want to, you know, putting your hand out to shake, say, we're, I don't know, we're like a year after the vaccine right. and you're putting your hand out for someone to shake, you're kind of 
you're being quite bold there. You're insisting that someone adopts your comfort level, aren't you? There's going to be a lot of confusion around that. Well, I think that's historically has been like, where does the handshake or hug come from? Hug is for the family. That's like inner circle trust, in part because the other person may carry some disease. The same thing with the handshake, that you trust the person. That's why you're touching them. You allow them to touch you. Yeah, but you mean, I mean, if you go for a job interview or you, you, you shake hands, don't you? I suppose you're showing a certain amount of trust, yeah. That's part of it. It's true. But I mean, they became more of a social norm. Right, right. right. That's where that social norm comes from. Mm. Not necessarily where it is right now. So maybe, you know, those things will dissipate. But I don't think, uh, you know, uh, hugging yourself will probably stay with us. Maybe we'll all get robots that we can hug. Oh, now you're talking. Um, Have (laughs) you started any traditions, new traditions? Like, I mean, I have a family Zoom call every Sunday. We speak for hours about usually about the American political political situation, uh, which is plenty to talk about. Mm-hmm. Have you started off anything new? Um, not myself. Uh, no, I mean I I do keep in touch with my family, so not for hours. <laughs> but uh, I observe it in my wife's family, and they have the tradition of uh, cooking together, some oh, kind right. of recipes, or having nice. game nights uh, very regularly for yeah, could be several hours. Cool. And uh, they seem to have a lot of fun. I just sometimes for the video bomb uh, them that <laughs> meeting. But usually, well, they keep to themselves. They have a large family. So. Fair enough. All right. So should we dive into um, your second quote? Yes, please. It's not my own, but it's something that struck me when I first came across it. And that's a quotation from Benjamin Franklin, one of the signatories to the American Declaration of Independence when they were forming the union among the, was it 13 states at the time. Now, referring to the states, he said, we must all hang together, or most assuredly, we will all hang separately. Nice. I like it's a good quote. Right. I think I've heard that somewhere. I, I had no idea where it's from. Didn't know the context, but uh, it's good to know. Now you know. Yeah, who, uh, who is it? Who are we listening to? This is uh, Michael Bond, and Michael Bond is a very interesting character, originally from Canada, graduated from Stanford, I believe, and then uh, spent his whole life in Hong Kong, Um, and uh, was one of the first sort of superstars from Hong Kong, uh, doing a lot of cross-cultural research and exploring concepts beyond the so-called weird cultures. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by weird, I mean us, a Western, rich, educated, democratic societies mm-hmm. uh, that we often uh, study in psychology. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he ventured out and said, okay, well, how about the psychology of the Chinese people? And so he became the preeminent scholar of that and has contributed. I just I just even can't even count how much to uh, the study of psychology in a cross-cultural context. So is it uh, is he uh, kind of a hero of yours, an inspiration to get into that field in some way? I'm not sure he was an inspiration. I didn't know him personally when I mm. wanted to become a, a mm. cross-cultural, cross-culturally-minded researcher. I right. would not consider myself just cross-cultural psychologist. But uh, when the first time I met him, he treated me a uh, little young schmuck, uh, <laughs> like a first-year graduate student, I think, uh, as a almost as an equal and then it's like is he for real this uh-huh. is, uh, he's why is he so nice and it's like, oh he's like that to everybody 
He's just he's nice. like a genuinely nice person, yeah. and he really likes talking to students. Oh, that's uh, great! Yeah, these are the words of Benjamin Franklin. Right. What? Why do you think it's relevant for now? Why is this jumping out for you? I think um, again, like let's provide some context. So this was done at the end of June, or like actually right. not even the end of June, second part of June, okay. uh, early summer, and uh, even before the politics started to preoccupy people's minds in North America with the U.S. election coming up. But it was very clear that uh, different countries do things differently, and the, the cooperation that WHO was talking about is not really happening. Mm. I mean, we see that again, like, you know, like the Western countries bought off all the vaccine that was available, not leaving anything to poor countries in the world. Mm-hmm. Or even among themselves, like who is getting the vaccines, who will get mm-hmm. the dips, for the for this or that. But it was it was partially maybe foreseeable. And so he was talking about the the fact that you know, look, we're all in this together, and it's not just together on the local level, but also on the international level and the global crisis. And that's why we need to cooperate. It's kind of a warning, really. He wasn't predicting it would go one way or another. That's right. Well, I mean, he tried to communicate an idea, I believe. Mm. That, that there is no other option uh, unless you more and more people will die than to cooperate. It seems it seems like such a good opportunity to cooperate. Something that's so patently an example. Yeah, of but we failed miserably at that so far, yeah. right? And I don't think usually I'm not that gloomy, but I don't see much hope for this coming year. To be honest, with the uh, with the way how things go, because people are their mindset is just like. So much about like let us get the vaccine. No, 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 I'm thinking about like I don't even care about other countries, mm. and that's a big problem. We've looked at wisdom for now from a few different. We looked angles. at wisdom. We looked at emotions. We looked at controlling yourself, being yeah. with family, and maybe, maybe cooperating with that other would be countries. Nice. Um, but that's not up to us. It, we're going to be getting into some positives in future episodes. Uh, so that's exciting. Yeah, it's a promise. And that's it for today's episode of the World After COVID miniseries. Thank you to our listeners. Igor, big question. If people want to know more about the project, where do they go? They can go to the www.worldaftercovid.info. Please stay well and safe. Goodbye.